welcome to another episode, another rendition of I'm Chris Adam One Podcast, episode 179. How y'all living? I'm living swell. Please be sure to hit the notification bell, subscribe to this podcast, get this podcast lit in the podcast algorithm by giving it a five-star rating, giving it a review, sharing it with your friends, family, and followers. Without further ado, let's get into it. It's your host, with the most, I do not brag or boast, and I'm coming to you guys live from goat to goat. Oh, okay, 179, all right? I got a lot of stuff to let off my chest, all right? And and let, let a brother know, am I tripping? Am, am, am I flipping? Am I right or am I wrong? So let me explain the story, all right? So check this out, so... Uh, I got this co-worker, me and him is cool, you know, brother from another mother, have mad respect for this guy, uh, been through the good times, been through the bad times with this guy, you know, up, the ups and downs, the ups and downs in, 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 with me, the ups and downs with him, you know, we, we, we got each other's back, you know, we're, we're, we're fun loving guys, okay? The reason why I, I, I connect with him so fast was he was just like me, except he, he was he's he's a whiter me, all right? A whiter, shorter me. So we're up here, you know, throwing our jokes, throwing, you know, throwing little hey, making little jabs here and there. You know, sometimes, you know, we're we're joking on other, you know, uh, joking on other co-workers. Sometimes we're joking on our family members. Sometimes we're just, you know, just joking, all right? You know, sometimes, you know, it, like they always say, everybody gets a ride on the carousel, all right? Sometimes you, some days you're going to be the joker. Some days you're going to be the jokey. Some days you're going to be the joke. And other days you're just going to, you know, become the joke, all right? Well, you, you're joking and you become the joke, all right? So, and I'm tripping on this, so basically, my, my, my boy was coming in. I'm up here, you know, it was raining. He was coming through the door. Let, I let the door open. I welcomed him, and I threw a little joke at him. I called him a fat bastard. Now, I thought, since we had so much, you know, history with one another, since we know one another, since we operate pretty much similar, all right? Same people he dislike, I dislike those same people, okay? The, the, the same things he like, I like. You know, I don't like everything that he does, just like he doesn't like everything I do. But, you know, then again, you know, you, you build these bonds and these connections at your workplace, all right? I'm assuming, I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, let's, let's peel this back. I'm not even assuming, I'm expecting, I'm demanding, all right, that he knows that this is a joke, all right, this is a jokey joke, ha, 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 very funny, all right, I'm expecting him to joke back at me, all right, so he got a little closer, and then I called him a fat bastard again, well, basically, the joke went as follows. He was coming through the door, and as he was coming through, coming closer to the door, I was, you know, like one of those announcers at the racetrack, 
going in there off. And I'm going such and such. And I'm saying all these names. And Fat Bastard is getting the lead. And he's coming down the stretch and things of that nature. Okay. And I'm tripping. All right. So, basically, he comes to the door. Uh... You know, he, he heard me say, I guess he didn't hear me say, call him a fat bastard earlier. He, he heard me call him a fat, fat bastard, you know, when he got to the door. But, you know, I'm thinking since we got this incredible bond, you know, pause, pause, no homo, pause. Even though, you know, his preference is other men, but that has nothing to do with this uh, story. So he turns around and called me a black fat bastard fully expected i didn't expect it to come with any malice or anything like that i'm thinking he's understanding you know okay i know i'm expecting he understands i'm joking i understand he's joking he understands that don't take nothing seriously from my joke i understand i'm not gonna take anything seriously from his joke and, you know, life goes on. You know, he goes to his workplace. I go to my workplace. All right. I'm just chilling. All right. So one of my coworkers come up to me and say, hey, yo, man, you know, Chris. Um, yeah, Damien, he ain't feeling that, man. He was mad as fuck. I'm like, what? Not my homeboy, Damien. You know, me and him has been in the trenches. All right. You know, insulting people, joking. You know, he jokes on me. I joke on him. You know, no, not Damien. So I walked up to Damien a little bit later. I said, yo, Damien, what's up, man? <laughs> you, you, you have to, man, you're going to laugh at this dude. You know, everyone thinking that, you know, what I said, you took offense to it and uh, you're upset about it. He just gives me this cold, cold look. All right. And I'm going like, whoa! Like I'm, I'm feeling the, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the, the energy. I'm, I'm, you know, feeling the energy. I'm going like, whoa! You know, yo, pause, you know, Dame. You know, these, these were jokes. You know, we're, we're joking at one another. And he just walks past me like, I'm the ghost of Christmas past. All right, so. I'm going like, whoa. So I uh, walked up to him close. I said, yo, I apologize. You know, you know, I went from being funny to being concerned. All right. Because if this was anybody else, I wouldn't even take it to this portion. All right. Cause, you know, allow your brother to explain. All right. So I don't know how everyone else is wired, but this is how I'm wired. If, if I'm messing with you i'm joking with you obviously you know you know obviously i'm not gonna say we're friends but obviously you're cool with me all right i feel like a lot of people throw that friendship label too fast too soon on a lot of people all right you know people that you have never met before in your life on social media now all of a sudden they're your they're your friends they're your confidants okay they're your family members all right you have never seen this person in actual life. They have never done nothing for you or to you in actual life, but you automatically call them a friend. You label them as a friend. I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't just throw my friendship label on just anybody. All right. It's a select few that I say that's my friend. Or, you know, a lot of people get this label. I'm cool with that person. Yo, know, but nevertheless. 
if I'm cool with you, obviously, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, talk to you. We're going to be cool with one another. You know, you, you know, you're going to get to know a little bit more about me. I'm going to get to know a little bit more about you. You know, some people in life, you know, you, they're not on that, that jokey joke tip, but you know, instantly, immediately what type of person, what's in their DNA. All right. With, with Damien, I already knew he was, he's, he's a jokester. Once again, he jokes on me. I joke on him. There's no malice. There's no intent to it. All right. So I don't consider, I would consider Damien a friend. You know, because like I said, we've been through the trenches. We we we've been through the we've been through the sunny days and the and, and the rainy days. We've been through the good, we've been through the bad, okay? I consider him a friend. You know, I David's one of them type of people that I would, you know, personally recommend. You know, he's one of those type of people that, you know, not only we jokey joke, but you know, you know, if, if I'm going through something, there's only a few people at the workplace. I'm going to gravitate to if I'm going through something. And, you know, I consider Damien one of those type of brothers, okay? No different from when he go through go, go through a lot of stuff, all right? I, you know, with his ups and downs, all right? I'm not going to list all the things that, you know, he have came to me. But I feel like, you know, you're coming to me with your personal-ish, all right? You trust me with your personal ish. I'm not that type of, I'm not the, you know, the blabbermouth type of individual. You tell me something and then I go down the street and then I tell everybody your business. Okay. I'm not that type of brother. All right. There's a lot of stuff he has said in his personal life. I'd be like, oh man, that's effed up, dude. That's, that's effed up, man. You're going through all this stuff. You know, he was talking, talking to me about his past relationship. You know, he was with this guy. Uh, you know, everything was all cool. You know, he thought this was going to be the one, you know, he, he bought him a car and things. Well, we're paying his car. No, let's started living with him. And then it turned real quick. And, uh, he was just asking me for my advice. Now I can't give him advice from, you know, a perspective of a, a, a man dating another man. You know, I have never been in those waters. I've never swum it. Uh, you know, swimming them waters. Have never been in them arenas. But I have been in relationships. And it doesn't matter if you're, you know, dating another. If a female's dating another female, or a female dating another male, or a male da dating another male, or another female, whatever the gender is. You know, all relationships. You know, even though they start, you know organically originally or differently they they're still relationships okay you're going through relationship ish all right particularly if you attach to someone for multiple years at the end of the day the the, the same stuff that your partner goes through in a male female type relationship is the same type of ish of other genders are going through in their relationship okay so he would you know come to me and i would you know guide him a little way you know but at the end of the day i would never share or disclose his information to anyone else all right you know because that's the type of guy i am all right now fast forward to uh this point in time he's um you know he's feeling a certain kind of way because i called him a fat bastard, you know, 
first and foremost, you know, I'm not trying to throw any malice to you. I'm not trying to, you know, what, whatever, whatever. I'm talking like this man's going to listen to this episode. This man has no clue that I have episodes. But nevertheless, I digress, okay? And number two, I just assume that you have mirrors and I'm pretty sure you have heard Fat Bastard a time or two in your lifetime, in your lifespan. Like, this shouldn't be new. You know, you should not be surprised if someone jokingly calling you a fat bastard. Like, if someone called me a tall, goofy MF, I have heard that before, all right? Because sometimes I'm tall, and sometimes I could be goofy, all right? And it doesn't matter if, you know, I'm related to them or if we're friends or just a random stranger. You know, we had a little incident. He's not feeling me, you know. He's trying to throw little haymakers and insults at me. You call me a tall, goofy MF. You know, I done heard it before my whole entire lifetime. It, there's no shock value in it, you know. I don't, you know, it... I'm not emotionally invested in tall, goofy MF, all right? You know, it, it does not bother me, okay? I take it a step further. You know, I've been called the N-word my whole entire life, my whole entire existence, okay? Ever since I came out my mother's womb, the doctor smacked me on the butt. I started crying, and I, that, you know, I've been called N-word since that point of time to now. So when someone calls me the N-word, you know, I'm not feeling it, okay? It's, the, the shock value is gone. I remember the first time my friends called me the N-word. You know, I've heard it so many times. It was like deaf to my, it was deaf to my ears. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm dead inside when someone says the N-word. When I first heard a stranger who I've never met before in my life called me the N-word. I was feeling a certain kind of way. I'm like, man, who is this guy calling me the N-word? I mean, he was saying it in an argumental way. Of course, I'm going to defend myself, all right? Of course, if hands are involved, best believe those hands are going to get involved, all right? But, you know... I don't know. I think I'm cut differently from other people. I think I'm wired differently from other people. You know, other people, and that's why, you know, you, you you turn on the news, you hear people getting killed or beat up uh, all because of wordplay. Like, uh, I was watching the news a couple of days ago. Uh, this guy was pulling pranks in the mall and he got shot. Now, allegedly, 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 you know, uh, some words you know, were thrown and the guy shot him, all right? You know, I'm, I'm just not that guy. I'm not going to, you know, strike first and ask questions later or shoot first and ask questions later, you know? A lot of things, you know, you can call me a lot of things, you know, it's, you know, I've heard it. I, I've heard it. Okay. I've heard it through my friends. I heard it through my family members. I even heard it through random strangers. And so when I hear, you know, somebody trying to insult me, call me a goofy, a, a black goofy MF or a tall goofy MF or use the N word, it's, it's dead to me. All right. 
I, 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 don't, I have no emotions towards it, all right? And I just assume that you being fat your whole entire life, I just assume that good, bad, or whatever the situation was, you have heard fat bastard, all right? Like, like, this shouldn't be a shock to you. This should not be a surprise to you that someone who was, by the way, being playful to you, I wasn't trying to, uh, you know, insult you. I was trying to insult your intelligence. I wasn't trying to insult or body shame you, okay? It's just jokes, all right? But, you know, I thought we had an understanding. We had a hidden agreement. We had a DNA, okay? A non-disclosable non -disclosable agreement, uh, okay? I, I thought that, you know, you know, you would assume... I thought you would do more assume that you would know that I'm coming from the perspective of jokes, right? But nevertheless, he got offended by it. At the end of the day, you know, I apologize. All you can do when you uh, insult a person intentionally or unintentionally, you know, you be a man, you be a woman, you know, you stand on your own too. You walk up to the person, you look them square dead in the eyes, and apologize okay make no excuses but apologize i think i've done that much for him he didn't accept my apology and you just move the f on don't let people don't let people ruin your day because they got a little sensitive all right they you know and like i said maybe he's going through some some ish i don't know you know, after four days, this stuff will blow over. Hopefully, this stuff blows over, and you know, it be business as usual. Or he just pulls me to the he pulls me to the side. Hey, yo, man, I didn't appreciate you calling me a fat bastard. Yada yada yada. And you know, I'm listening, and then I apologize once again. But you know, if you get ghosted again. There's no, there's nothing, no more you can do. I mean, you've done your part. You have done more than your share you have done completely over you you didn't meet this person halfway you met you met this person at the doorstep all right and they still not accepting your apologies well you know f them f them let move on with your life don't let people all right uh just because they're having a bad day or they're not feeling what you say uh you know change how your day go okay especially someone that goes around talking about other people. I mean, you up here jokey, jokey. You're, you're laughy, laughy. Look, it's the carousel concept, okay? You know, everybody gets a turn on the carousel wheel. Everybody gets joked on. It's expected, okay? It's mandatory, okay? You know, you can only be, you can only be off the carousel for so long, you know? Sometimes you're telling a joke. Sometimes you are the joke. It, it is what it is. It's the natural process of life. Okay, get over it. All right. But then I, I'm sitting back at the crib in the lab, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, and this hit home to me. All right, you know, not uh, how he, you know, how how he reacted. You know, I, you know, I said my joke, found out that he was uh, sensitive to it, found out that he was insulted by it. I immediately 
walked up to him, apologized. He didn't accept my apology. He walked away. That's all I could do from that perspective. I'm moving on, okay? Wish you the best of luck. You move on. You do you. I'm going to do me. I'm going to be on this corner. But it also goes to show, you know, you really don't know people well. Okay, no matter how much time you y'all two have invested in each other, you know, working alongside one another, you know, you know, you know, outside of work, inside of work, you know, you really don't know uh, people well enough until you go through uh, stuff like this. You know, you test the boundaries, you know, and obviously, you know, I probably didn't know this person well, but I digress. We're gonna move on, but it harbors me back to when Chris Rock did his special on uh, Netflix called Selective Outrage. And he talked about, you know, Will Smith, the dilemma between uh, Will Smith and his wife. And uh, it harbors me back to that point, particularly what he said, you know, even though I laughed, chuckled, he, he, but Chris Rock has a way when he tells jokes, you know, you can learn a thing or two from the jokes. And he was talking about how, you know, Jada Pickett Smith, you know, felt like uh, Chris Rock was picking on her because of her baldness. Uh, you know, uh, then she tried to uh, pull a, a sympathy call talking about she had, uh, I forgot, what was that? Alopecia, whatever that was. Uh, alopecia, whatever it was. Peaches and herb, I don't know. Um, and tried to throw a sympathy card thing like, oh, poor thing, you know, you know you're, you're balding and, and then you got this head loss disease. And, you know, uh, Chris Rock is picking on you, joking and joking, or talking about your head, just talking about your head, this, that, and the third, you know, trying to use a sympathy card, but, you know, no one wasn't necessarily buying it. Uh, and people hold grudges, okay? And it goes back to also what I say is you got to be careful who you talk to. You got to be careful uh, of how you label people as your friends as your associates, as your colleagues, you know, you have to, and I think Chris Rock understood this as he was explaining the joke, because at that point, you know, even though it was icy with the line of communication between the Smiths and Chris Rock, still, you know, Will Smith never came out and publicly denounced Chris Rock or this, that, and the third, and even when even when Jada uh, Pickett Smith and Chris Rock was going back and forth, uh, you know, still it it wasn't uh, you know a point where you know they were you know hating one another or you know going back and forth you know you know on, on social media, you know it was icy at best, but the respect was still there. The gratitude, you know, the, the respect was still there. I'm not gonna say gratitude, but the respect was still there. Obviously, it had a huge impact on Will Smith's relationship with Jada Pickett Smith because, you know, Jada Pickett Smith made several, uh, you know, swipes at Will Smith, you know, talking about, you know, uh, this, that, and the third, talking about if Tupac was alive, she would still be dating Tupac. I think that was like a little ego uh, jab at Will Smith. Like, if Tupac was alive, he would not let Chris Rock uh, talk to her that way. And, uh, you know, Tupac would have handled business, all right? Tupac would have been more vocal. Maybe Chris Rock would have respected Tupac more, not even, you know, come at Jada Pickett Smith. And, you know, this is all spawning back to 
when uh, Jada Pinkett Smith wanted Jada Pinkett Smith convinced uh, Will Smith to boycott uh, the Oscars because of his uh, his, his film uh, Concussion. They thought it was a good film. I you know out of all the Will Smith films, this was by far one of his worst uh, films, in my humble opinion. Uh, you know, maybe other people that are fans of Will Smith or fans of Concussion will probably say otherwise, but it, it just wasn't a good film. It, 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 and there's a reason why it didn't get nominated, all right? And uh, when they was going through that, they was, you know, asking all of their A-list celebrities uh, to boycott the Grammys. And at one point, they had uh, had it trending boycott the, the Grammy, I mean the Oscars, excuse me, the Oscars and at that time Chris Rock was uh, hosting the Oscars and they thought that, you know, well you know, surely Chris Rock is going to you know, boycott the Oscars and you know, she, and the way how she uh, laid out the message on social media it, it, to Chris Rock it was almost like she was telling Chris Rock to boycott the Oscars. You know, Chris Rock is his own man. He's a grown man. He's not, you know, related to you. He's not married to you. Uh, he gets to do whatever he wants to do. Just like Jada Pickett Smith gets to do whatever she wants to do. You have a right to your opinion. Chris Rock has a right to his opinion. Okay. Your opinion does not have to match necessarily Chris Rock's opinion. And, you know, that's where the conflict uh arrived. And uh, she talking about, uh, you know, boycotting the Oscars. And Chris Rock made a little joke because he's a comedian saying uh, no one's expecting Jada Pick Smith to be at the Oscars in the first place. You know, uh, I, I forgot how he uh, said the joke, but I did my best to phrase it the best way possible. But I think it was in those lines. All right. So fast forward. You know, Chris Rock is hosting the Oscars again. Uh, Jada Pick Smith, Will Smith. Or you know, at the front of the uh, stage, and you know, Chris Rock threw another jab at Jada Pinkett Smith, talking about can't wait to see Jada Pinkett Smith in GI Jane two. You know, it was, uh, it was, it was a funny joke. It was a little jab, but it wasn't insulting. Because once again, I go back to the Damien story. You know, I'm pretty sure you've been called bald headed for quite some time now. So when someone says bald headed or make any bald headed jokes or G.I. Jane jokes, I'm assuming you're dead to those jokes or those insults. It shouldn't, you know, hurt you that bad. You're like, I'm pretty sure you have been called the N-word, okay? So I'm pretty sure you've been called the N-word enough time. So when someone calls you the N-word, uh, later on in your life, you're not going to react or respond or feel offended or this, that, and the third because you've been called the N-word so much, it sort of is dead inside you. And, you know, it sort of comes, it's par for the course, all right? Yeah, you can throw some insults back at them, but you're not going to overreact and put hands on them or, you know, pull out the, the pull, pull out the steel, pull out the jammy and, and shoot the person, you know, you know, you, all you can do at that moment, at that time, particularly someone that you don't know calls you the N-word, is insult him back, walk away, or just simply walk away, all right? Well, whatever you want to do. Either way, it doesn't make you less 
or more than a man or less or more than a woman, okay? So, Jada Pinkett Smith, you know, she's been uh, bald for quite some time now. She never, you know, disclosed why she was being, uh, why she was balding. We, we thought it was a, a hairstyle. Her daughter adopted it. She she got, uh, she, she cut her hair. A lot of uh, females started cutting their own hair. I think uh, Tamar, uh, Tamara uh, Braxton, she cut her hair bald. I mean, you know, that was, you know, the end thing at that particular time that a lot of beautiful women would cut their hair, you know. Uh, you know, at one point, Black China cut her hair. At one point, um, can't think of, I think, can't think of the girl's name that was uh, a girlfriend to Kanye West. She'll come to me, you know, you know, they're here today, gone together. They're here today, gone tomorrow. Every summer premieres a new big booty chick. We'll digress. Maybe her name will come to my mind. Maybe it won't, but y'all get the, you get the point. So, uh, you would assume you've been called bald-headed for so long, it, it shouldn't trigger you. It shouldn't offend you, all right? And the way how Chris Rock displayed the joke, you could clearly tell there was no malice. He was not trying to purposely insult her. Uh, if she would have said, look, I'm said, you know, you can read lips and say, I'm offended by that by that joke. I feel like Chris Rock would have either say, look, it's just a joke. But if, if you was offended, I apologize. I feel like Chris Rock would have done that much. She looked at him, then looked back at Will Smith. And that's what's us, you know, spawned the, him going on stage, slapping uh, Chris Rock and making a total fool of himself. You know, he thought at that moment he was the hero. He was doing what any man would do. You know, every man in Hollywood was was ridiculing him. Uh, you know, he lost jobs here and there, even though, look, he's Will Smith, all right? He's, he's a megastar, you know. He's he, he not going to get broke, all right? He, he, he's going to get work, all right? Emancipation uh, was, was his next project following uh, that slap. You know, you know, Will Smith still getting work on social media. He's still getting work in Hollywood. He'll be all right, all right? Just a little stump, a little setback. Most people, this would have been career suicide, not Will Smith, okay? But I digress. Um, but a lot of people were not co-signing with the actions of one Will Smith. And then Will Smith tried to play the sympathy card, just like what Jada Pickett Smith did, uh, playing the sympathy card, talking about she had alopecia, or alopecia, or peaches and herb, or Pantene. I don't know what the correct ter terminology of her hair loss uh, the, the, uh, disease, which a lot of men go through it, all right? A lot of men go through it, all right? It, 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 you, know, look, you, you know, not everybody can grow locks and locks of hair, okay? You know, either a lot of people, either they buy it or they go to a, a hair transplant. I, what, do whatever you want to do. LeBron James is a billionaire and he's bald-headed, all right? I mean, you know, he, he had hair problems, okay? Michael Jordan is a billionaire. He's bald-headed, okay? You know, so it's par for the course, all right? So, but anywho, um, and he tried to play the sympathy card and uh, it crashed and burned. You know, talking about, you know, he, you know, he was, uh, you know, uh, he was like the knight in shining armor to Jada Pinkett Smith. He blacked out, whatever. 
He apologized to the Academy Award, but he didn't apologize to Chris Rock. I felt like if he apologized to Chris Rock, this would have been null and voided and been over with. You're probably going to have to deal with Chris Rock's rebuttal. But other than that, people would have moved past. But, you know, uh, they took their time. And like Chris Rock said in that uh, special, Will Smith, uh, Jenna Pinkett Smith hurt Will Smith way more than Will, what Will Smith did to him with that slap. He, you know, even though it, it was painful, the slap was nowhere near on the Richter scale scale of painful than when Jada Pickett Smith um, talked to her husband on Red Table Talk and talked about her entanglement with August Austina, you know, whatever. And it, it, all this comes full circle. At the end of the day, all this comes full circle, all right? Um, people have selective outrage, all right? And I feel like the real people, the real reason why people have selective outrage is because when it affects them ego-wise, they start to flip and then they start flip, then they start saying, I'm hurt, I'm bothered by this, how could you, you know, and like that. I mean, you insult people every day, all right? You joke on people every day. And I made one joke about you, about being a fat bastard, which I don't know if you have any mirrors. I don't know if anyone has spoken to you, but I'm pretty sure you have heard fat bastard a time or two, right? And what makes it so sad is, okay, you're saying, okay, you're, oh my God, you're fat shaming and this, that, and the third. Uh, this is the same guy that fat shame his own boss calling him a fat bastard. So I don't get it, okay? To each his own, okay? But I feel like everyone has selective outrage. And I feel like the real reason why people have selective outrage is because of they don't want the joke to be on them. So, you know, they want to rise above it. They want to be immune by being critiqued or joked on but it's okay for them to critique and joke other on joke on others. Okay, doesn't work that way. That's not how life works. All right, you 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 give blows, you you take blows back. Yo, that's pretty much how it works. Okay, I feel like that that creates a, a masculinity towards men. You know, even though women are not really necessarily known to be masculine, but that's what make went. That's what you know. That's 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 what make a lot of women a lot stronger, you know, uh, physically and mentally. Okay, you know, steel sharpens steel to that effect. All right, if you can take a joke, if you can give a joke, you should automatically be able to take a joke. And if you're one of those type of people that don't joke, you know, everyone checks the temperature in the room. We know who to who to joke on. We know who, who people not to joke on. We leave, we leave those people alone. We leave them in their corner. But it's funny to me how people that can't take a joke laughs at everyone else being joked on. Ain't that, ain't that a blimp? You can't take a joke, but you'll laugh at every insult, every joke someone else is saying about somebody else. It's kind of funny. Selective outrage, all right? And two, what you learn from this is you know, quit calling everybody your friends, okay? Even the ones that you think you got a full understanding on, uh, you know, don't throw that friendship label that, you know, that fast, okay? You know, test it out a little bit. Test the waters, all right? 
And that's what you can learn from this episode. You know, I know this probably won't be the most uh, listened episode, but, you know, I was dropping a lot of gems in this episode. Uh, Hope everyone gets a full understanding on where I'm coming from. You can learn from this episode. You know, what's that that old adage? Keep your uh, friends close and your enemies closer. And And I've got a full understanding own that concept that is what it's really trying to tell you is that you know you don't know the difference between your friends or your foes sometimes your foes can be your friends sometimes your friends can be your foes and that's pretty much what i gravitated to that concept of you know some people you know it's just weird you know it, it was really weird but you know life goes on don't you know don't let somebody ruin your day because they couldn't take a joke the best you can do as an adult is don't wait the next day, don't wait the next week. Walk up to him and apologize. Say, hey, yo, it was just a joke. I was, yo, I didn't mean no nothing by it, didn't mean no malice by it. I hope you accept my apology and we can just move on from it. I apologize. I should not joke. I joked on you like that. You know, I thought we had a full understanding that, you know, you know, we, we, we joke on each other. I didn't know fat bastard what, what was the last straw. Okay, that's the last straw. I don't, you know, I thought you, you know, I thought you have heard that bastard a time or two. All right. But, you know, teach his own. You know, some people maybe are bubbled. Maybe they have bubble lives and, you know, they just go to work and just stay home. They never get active outside. And I feel like that's another problem with society. I feel like everyone is too enclosed in. Everybody is, you know, they, they do their same thing, then they go home and they stay home all day watching uh, Hulu and Netflix and Twitch and playing video games. I feel like, uh, you know, we're losing the fiber of our existence where, you know, we, we you know, we, we take a lot of ish, we give a lot of ish, you know, uh, what, there's another old adage, you, you want to be the wolf or the sheep. And I feel like we're slowly but surely uh, in this society, we're raising a bunch of sheep. But it's only going to take one wolf to slaughter that herd. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. You know, I'm just raised differently. You know, I, you know, I, I was active. I was out there. You know, I was out there in them streets. Okay. I was, you know, I was, I was in, I was going to the clubs. I was going to the bar. I was going to the scenes. I was going to the restaurant. I was going to, you know, I feel like the best course of action, even though these times are worse than when, you know, when when I was out there getting active, you know, with all the mass shootings and people going into malls and movie theaters and schools and the shootings and things of that nature, I understand. Okay, I get that. All right. But still, you shouldn't be so fearful where you're just locked up in your home. And I feel like when you go outside, it creates a lot of other uh, characteristics about you. You know, uh, like I said, shield, uh, steel sharpens steel. So you have to get out there and experience life as a whole. You have to experience the ups and the downs. You have to uh, deal with the the rejections. You have to deal with the insults. You have to deal with the with, with people looking at you in, in a funny or or a weird way. You know, I feel like getting out there uh, makes you a lot better. You know, that's, that, that's my humble opinion. You know, like I said, steel 
sharpens steel, okay? Well, that's all I got for episode 179. I'm Chris Down One. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Feel free to hit the subscription button, rate, comment, subscribe. Please uh, give this, uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, a five-star rating and, and a review. I greatly appreciate it. If you could, if you could, you would. Uh, get at me with my other social media links. They're in the description below. Go check those uh, links out for yourself. Uh, I will see you guys next week. And yeah, boy, I'm about to hear outro. Try not to uh, insult a lot of people out there. When you think you know somebody, you really don't know them. Be careful out here in these streets. I'm about to hear news.